0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Corner. Today is your episode 86. I want to say I haven't practiced English for a long time and I feel like my muscles and my tongue and my mouth, my lips, they just don't work well together. Anyway, uh, today I want to talk about snap judgments. Uh, I think I mentioned this before. I really want to talk about this topic, but I'm no expert of this. So I've read, well, I've read some articles from internet and I start to read a book and I'm still reading the book. I really like it. And that's the reason I start to make this video or this episode, because I do want to recommend this book to everybody. And I think, you know, you don't have to, the thing is sometimes when you read a lot, you might not use even one percent of it but if you can use even half percent of it it's still beneficial right so that's why uh i want to make this video and again i want to say that uh so i've been doing the videos a lot and i always trying to fit everything in within like you know 20 minutes or 70 minutes so my camera won't shut off automatically uh but this time i'm gonna just go as it flows uh if my camera turns off automatically without telling me I'm just going to let it be because, you know what, I really enjoy talking and I want to talk freely. Anyway, so the book I want to mention or the book I want to talk about today is Blink by um, Malcolm Gladwell. If you follow me long enough, uh, you know he's my favorite author and I mentioned a book about talking to strangers. I really like him. He's such a good storyteller. The language he used uh, so the language he uses and the way he interprets and explains things, it's just so clear and so easy to understand. And then you will kind of, like at least for me, right? At least for me, when I read it, I feel like, oh, you know, I can't think about this. I can relate it to it. Or I have examples for that. It always makes me want to make notes about this book. So that's why I really like him. And if, if you haven't heard of him or you are interested uh, or you're intrigued, <laughs> because I introduced him, uh, definitely go ahead and um, uh, find the book. Let's talk about Snap Judgments. I think, so if you don't know Snap Judgments, uh, the good way to to do it, the good way to explain it is, uh, you know, we always say don't judge a book by its cover. And Snap Judgments is the opposite. So you judge a book by its cover. Um, it's very interesting. Sometimes, uh, if you go online, you will look and you will find out uh, a lot of a lot of articles or information about snap judgments are mostly negative. Uh, it's like don't judge a book by its cover, right? So it's mostly negative. But when I read um, Blink, this book, and I found that you know a lot of times we can take advantage of that. We can use it, and sometimes snap judgments are actually positive, and you can definitely take advantage of that and learn from it and use it and um, make the best of it right so let's say uh first impression right you go to an interview and then either you're an interviewer or your interviewee so let's let's talk about this from an interviewer's perspective so you see the person she's or he's uh, good looking. And then, you know, the dress code is just really appropriate. He's elegant. She's elegant. The way uh, they talk. And then you just feel like, ah, oh, okay. I like this person. And right away, you might have already made your decision on, Oh, I, do I want to give him another chance or not? And that is cost snap judgment. Right at the moment, based on a lot of information you have in a second, and then you decide you want to hire or you want to give that person another chance to go a little bit further. So that's cost snap judgments. And the most important or one of the most important techniques of snap judgments is thin slice. So think about your chopping or your cutting things very thin to to see the texture to see you know what's made of so that's what we call that thing slicing so when you look at people right away doesn't matter if you're you know you're consciously or unconsciously looking at that person right away you're thing slicing that person so you're looking at oh his hair uh, his look and then his you know outfit or the way he talks in you know, a body language or all sorts of things and you're seeing you're thing slicing that person and all the information you have there and try to put them together and then figure out what person that is, right? So he is or that's, yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, that's very interesting. So how can we use that? So we talk about this from an interviewer perspective. So let's say now, while most of us, I don't know how many of you are doing HR, uh, but um, I have a friend, <laughs> she's doing HR. She hated that job and that's why she quit it and she went to do something else. So she told me uh when she saw even when she just saw the resume she immediately know uh, she, she she immediately knew if that was the perfect fit or not and then that's why she called Or she emailed the person, say, ah, you're gonna have a follow-up interview, and the way they responded to uh, email or or, or phone calls also gave her information about whether this is a good fit or not. Uh, And then by the time she saw the person, she was like, ah, you know what? It proved I was right about him, or things like that. Oh, okay, I never knew that you had to go through all the process before you even see the person. And now you're like, we talk about the process, then we're back to our interviewee perspective. So let's say a lot, I know some of you are still uh, college, university students, so you're probably looking for jobs, and I think it's a job hunting season now. Uh, May and June, uh, some of you are going to graduate soon and going to find a job. So if you are going to send your resumes or you're already sending your resumes and you're going to interviews and you're going to uh, respond emails or something. So think about how you can uh, take advantage of SNAP judgments and let people give you a chance to interview you before they even see you, before they even talk to you. So you're going to make a good impression. But how do they, How do you make a good impression before you can be like a face-to-face, right? So first of all, if you're making your resume, make sure it's concise and pre- not pretty. Okay, concise, neat, and easy to read, and everything is cons- con- consistent. Of course, you don't have a grammar mistake, you don't have a spelling mistake, your format is consistent, you know, the font, the size, the color, everything is just... By one look in a second I decided this is a good person right? and then, then if they give you they send you an email or you are sending cold emails to 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 those uh, positions you say oh you know I met you somewhere and, and uh, my name is uh, someone someone and I want to know right so you want to send the email or you're responding to emails you want to make sure you're polite and don't be too polite don't be too formal you want to be polite and uh, Friendly and also you want to have a correct format because it's kind of business writing, right? And also grammar is very important and then uh, You don't want to go too talkative because why do we have an email because we want to talk about something in short right? So you want to be concise and now of course if you read an article I wrote about chat GPT and definitely take advantage of that to help you with your uh, grammar or expression just ask you know, AI said, how do you say this? How do you have a concise way to say this? What is a good way to say, it? or what is an appropriate way to say this and that, right? So take advantage of that. So in that way, when, when the HR uh, reads your email, they think, wow, you are very expressive and your communication skills are very good. Why not uh, give you a chance? Because you already gave me a good impression. So based on based on your email, that HR person, whoever reads your email already made the snap judgment on you because well, that's a good thing, right? So you're taking that because you know how they were going to judge you. So you were going to try to fix that or even let's say fake it until you make it, right? You're not pretending, but if you're looking for a job opportunity, you want to make yourself fit, right? So that's why we're doing this. And then you're responding to uh, emails. I've seen some of students at university when I emailed them and um, they never really appropriately, no, no, they never, some of students never really appropriately responded to the email. Sometimes made me, I know they, they didn't do that on purpose. Uh, sometimes they just, they just, they're not aware of that. And then that make them, make me feel like, oh, I'm not respected. And then do I want to do a better job or do I want to help that person a little bit more? Uh, so personally, I probably don't. But professionally, yes, I, I was still. But then, deep down in my side, deep down in my heart, I was like, mm, I don't like this person, right? So for this or in this case, you, you don't, the student didn't lose anything. But in the professional world, if you are not responding to email properly and you are not showing respect, and you're not checking everything, and then the person who reads the email can not think you're you're disrespectful. So you don't want to give that kind of impression. And that's how you know, if people are gonna judge me in a second, how can I give them a really good impression in a second? Uh, That's how you learn this. And that's why we're talking about snap judgments So of course, we're thinking about this. And in this book, it's more than that. I'm halfway through, I haven't finished yet. I just feel like very interesting to talk about that. I always do that, I haven't finished a book and I start to talk about this. Uh, another thing is, um, I don't know if you remember, we had a video about unconscious bias, like when you, when you, you just don't realize that you are actually biased, right? So, uh, I, I, I forgot. Maybe I mentioned that or not. Anyway, so I was I will say that again. If I did, just pardon me. Um, in my previous job, I was teaching occupations to low-level students. And I purposely uh, changed the gender and the career. So I had women in important positions, let's say female doctors, female managers, female CEOs. And then I have male in a little bit uh, uh, lower positions, such as, you know, waiter and then male nurse and then um, regular, regular, you know, like a clerk. And then I... Uh, randomly assign the pictures to the students and then let them fill out the blank, right? So they will have to say, oh, this is doctor. So not like trying to indicate the gender, but they will say doctor, nurse or something. The funny thing is most of my students who who are from um, religious country, not religious, how am I going to put this without offending (laughs) a lot of people? So, uh, so... People from the culture that has definitely really huge impact on them uh, think the female is a nurse. Doesn't matter if the female uh, is wearing a, like a white jacket and having all the equipment. It definitely, look, she looks like a doctor. And the manager is same thing. And they, they just they just put all the female at the lower level position. So fe- all the female doctors will be nurses, and the managers will be waitress. And then uh, other, other like CEOs will be like a clerk secretary or something like that. And I was like, hmm, that's very interesting. First of all, I felt a little bit um, upset about the, how they actually, because those students were uh, female students too. So they didn't think highly of them as well. And I am so, as a woman, you have to respect yourself first. Then you can't expect other people to expect you respect you. If you don't respect yourself, how are you gonna expect other people to do the same thing? Okay. Right? So but I, I then I understand it's a cultural and a religious, religious uh thing. It's hard to I mean, you know, it takes years. They've been living, they've been surrounded by those kind of beliefs, values, and culture for so many years before, like since they were they were born. Of course, it was very difficult for them to change the view of that. And that brought me uh, the snap judgment in this book, Blink, is where we live and what we learn, what we've we've gone through, definitely have an impact on how we think of things. So if you live in a rich neighborhood, you will think, of course you buy this, of course you buy that. Why don't you use money to solve problems? Because in their world, there's nothing, there's no such a thing called, oh, I don't have money, right? Um, and then this is the funny thing about my f- rich friend. She's su- super rich. Uh, every time I go shopping with her, I have to be very careful because she said, Oh, why don't you buy that? That's such a great style. And then she showed me a very nice, uh, water bottle. That's like automatic heat up or something like that. I was Oh, I love it. And I'm a fan of mugs and cups and bottles. And I checked the price is like $300. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I think I have a lot of bottles that I don't need that a lot. Because for her, she didn't think that I, I wasn't at her level. To purchase a three hundred dollar bottle because that's really too much, and also she would ask you why don't you use this? I'm like oh could be you know I don't have money, um, so a lot of things because in her world uh, she didn't she didn't go through that she didn't grow up with those kind of situations so unconsciously unconsciously she believed what I have is what she has and or what she has is what I have, right? And then right away when she thinks about me and then she thinks about we're the same person when we buy things, we'll of course buy the same thing. And that's right at the moment, she didn't even, she didn't even think twice. So she just right away think, oh, I'm like her, right? Uh, Another thing is very, very typical. Uh, I hope this is not gonna offend anybody is about racial and race and gender. Very common when it comes to step judgment when it comes to how you think about other people. Sometimes you're not even racist. You're not even sexist. You just, it's just the way you grow up and then the whole environment to think about that uh, way. And then that has an influence on you. you just don't know it and right away unconsciously right we're talking about unconsciousness then you think that's it uh there's a very interesting test and the research it's called iat from the book i mentioned so they will have like a test about you know uh african-american and a white career and then then, uh, position or something like that so you will have to match this 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 so uh, it will from very easy, let's say, you know, uh, male and a female, mother and a father. So you will, of course, think male is father, female is mother. But when you think about uh, stay home parent, male, female, right, stay home parent, would you connect a male to the stay home parent or would you connect a female to the stay home parent? So that moment at that second, you will think which way, which one you will pair with and then that's unconscious snap judgment right and then the test goes more even more difficult more complicated that you will have to think twice but it doesn't give you time to think twice you have to make a decision right away so a lot of people ended up being sexist or racist which is not true and he says it's not about that it's about unconscious awareness you don't you're not aware of Those kind of things, because you've been raised in that environment. They teach you, you know, female, of course, is responsible for family. They take care of family, take care of kids, they take care of everything. Of course, if there's a stay home parent, she's going to be a stay home parent. Male, of course, means you're going to take care, uh, you're going to take a lot of responsibilities. You're going to have to go out to make a living. You have to carry a lot of pressure. And you're going to be the, you know, a person who wears the pants uh, in the house, right? Uh, that's how we grew up, you know, that's how maybe my parents, your parents are like that. Mommy is a stay-at-home mom, but dad is a really working-hard dad. That's how we grew up. It doesn't mean you're a sexist or, or you're a uh, racist. But nowadays in the real world, when you make a comment like that, you are more likely to get yourself in trouble talking about racist jet and race and gender because you're gonna be like oh you're racist or oh, you're ge-. might not be that kiss so but again political correctness or you have to be careful of that uh, but like what I said in the very beginning we're talking about how you can use the step judgments to you know uh, uh, benefit you same thing is we can change first impression if we're aware of what we've being through or what we where we've grown up then you can tell yourself sometimes it might not be true and this is why you need to go travel you need to see more you need to experience more and then you will have like a wide open eyes to see a lot of things like you're wow okay that's definitely not what i thought it would be right so that's why if you see people who travel a lot they're more open-minded they're easy to make you know more Of course, no, I can't really make that statement, but you know, they're more open-minded. They accept things uh, or even new things or something very extreme, uh, relatively easier than people who stay in their country or in their city and location for a very long time. Um, And again, for me, I came here, I've been living here for a long time. I've seen a lot of things. I have no judgment, no, I have no, I barely have judgments on other people because well, you know what, mind your own business, if you don't judge me, I don't judge you, right? Sorry, it's Bob. And, but for my parents, it was very difficult for them. When they came here, they always said, oh, you know, don't, don't dye your hair yellow or blonde or any kind of colors because then you look bad girl. And so why do you wear this? You know, I wear this. Oh, aren't those pants too tight? No, that's awkward and i have a tattoo um on my back um it's my it's my spirit so i have that when my mom saw that she she told me only bad girl has tattoo right okay so i said it was temporary and then she saw that again a couple of days ago she said oh it's been there for a long time i was like yeah I said, did you get the permanent one i was like yeah so the needle in i was like yeah so like, didn't that hurt but because she's been traveling More often than before and this time she didn't say anything bad about my tattoo. She just she was more concerned about it That hurt so much other than the first time she was talking about that only bad girl had a tattoo Same thing you smoke, right? Uh, You swear you drink you have tattoos or Whatever things as a girl. They're gonna say "Oh, bad girls do that, right? Why? Everybody can do it Right. So in this book, in a chapter, it's talking about a great salesman. Uh, I really like the sentence she he said. There is when the salesperson looking at every customer who enters that door. He 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 does not look at everybody uh, based on gender, based on race, based on income, or any kind of or your outfit or your look. You enter that you enter the room. You're a person. You're a human being. So I look at you as I look at everybody else. Everyone has an equal chance to buy a car. It's not like you're a woman, you're more dumb, you can't buy a car. So I'm going to, you know, trick you and get you paid more. Or because you're, you know, uh, a guy of color and then I think you're poor and you can't afford it, so I'm not going to trick you well. And then you go to a lot of shopping malls and especially if you want to buy some luxurious brands or designer brands, or something like that. Uh, and people, especially those salespers, salespers, salespeople, they they do snap judge you. They will look at you, they decide if you, whether you can afford it or not, and then this is how they treat you. And I'm sure you've seen this on social media. Sometimes they're really terrible. Their attitude is just like outrageous. Um, and then you'll be like, you know, I I plan to buy things. I wanted to buy things, but because you treat me like that, you know what? Forget about it. Right. Again, you you see this on TV shows that probably like a, uh, you know, old lady with a, with their like a loose fit outfit. And then they go there and they want to buy jewelry. They said, oh, you look at you like you, you look like you can't afford the, even a ring or something. But ended up being the person being a millionaire. They can probably buy the whole store or something like that. So if you're a salesperson, uh, you're selling things. This is a great lesson to learn is never make a snap judgment on everybody. Everyone comes to your store, comes to your shop, their customers, they have an equal chance to buy things there, whether they can afford it or not, because you don't know, right? Even though based on their look, based on their dress, based on everything, you're trying to think slice all the information you have there. You don't know them until you know them. So that's why if you don't know them, Don't make a judgment and try to get to know them first and then, you know, go with that. Another good example that happened to me, um, and I hope you can learn from me too. I always make mistakes about friendship is if if I'm very good with you, right? So you're my good friend. You're my best friend. You're talking about the third person. Let's say we're talking about Bob and we say, oh, you know what? Bob is such a terrible person. I really hated him. He's always gossiping about other people. You know, you know what? He cheated on her girlfriend, his girlfriend, or something like that. So you, we we might badmouth about, or you might badmouth about Bob. So for me, uh, based on the information I have here, I've even never met Bob yet, and I, I hated that. I hated Bob right away, uh, <laughs> because you you feed me. All the information about him so i decided like oh based on the information right that's a snap judgment. based on the information Bobby is such a terrible person and that is also a theory from this book it's called prime for action is at some point you don't know what you've been influenced you you don't know what you're being fed right so a lot of information from social media, a lot of information from your friends or people you know, they're telling you this is good, this is not good, this is good, this is not good. They, they, they're not trying to brainwash you, but because you've been exposed to such thing so long that you realize, oh, that might be part of me. Oh, then I'm going to you know take actions uh, according to the information I get. And then sometimes you make wrong actions. So for me, uh it's it's a person I worked with before at a volunteer job. Uh she she was okay. She was okay by then. No, she didn't really give me a good impression there. I was in charge of the whole uh event organization. Uh she was my volunteer. So she left before I start before I said, you know, it's all set because still needed a couple of hands to help me with a lot of things uh when the when the conference started but she left without telling me. So first, that's really bad impression. I I immediately said I didn't like her. And then I've heard some people talking about her and her friends uh, and uh, how her friends were terrible. Not even her, how her friends were terrible. And based on all the information, I really disliked her for a long time, for a long time until I started to work with her again as a colleague and then I realized She's a, such a great person and she's so responsible and so nice and uh, well-spoken and um, uh, very, very, like a, how am I gonna say Like, If you if you want to become a friend with her, she's a, such a good friend. But for so many years, I've had wrong uh, impression her and that's because the snap judgments because people who told me about her because the you know prime for action and because the information they get and then then of course the first impression was very important so I was like wow you know what a lot of things that you know that's happening a lot of things that you you learn, but you never have a theory behind it and you know it's wrong you know it's right but you never have a theory behind that and all of a sudden I write this book I was like holy cow that is it right that is it. that's is why and then it tells me why we make such snap judgments and it tells me how we can take advantage of that and how we can change it uh how we can change our unconscious awareness and to help to know to help us know more know um things better know people better right so Uh, that's why I was like, when I read this book, I was so excited to I'm going to share this book with everybody. Uh, Anyway, so that's what I was talking about, Sam. Of course, snap judgments are such a big topic, and then you can definitely um, Google it and see. You may have different opinions, but but please, 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 if you have something like similar examples or similar stories you want to share with me, please leave a comment down below, and let's share that with everybody. But do you actually make snap judgments, right? So let's answer that question now. Anyway, so I hope you like this episode. Of course, there's a lot more to talk about on this topic, but you know what? Um, I just, I'm not expert on this. So I have to learn more to, maybe in the future we'll have another episode about that when I finish the book, but definitely go ahead to check it out. So for next episode, I was thinking about a new topic, very trending on TikTok. It's called deep influence. So let's talk about that next time, because recently, I need to have to tell myself to de-influence as well. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's it's a nice weather out there, and it's uh, allergy season, and I have al- huge allergies, really terrible allergies, and Bob is out there. He refuses to come here and, and you know, just doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, but hopefully next episode, I can get him here, and we can say hi to each other. And I hope you like this episode. But don't forget to give a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel. And I'll see you next time. Bye.